We are in First Thessalonians chapter five, and we're going to finish the book of First Thessalonians together tonight. I'm really excited to be able to finish this book with you, not because I'm glad to be done with it, but I'm thankful to have completed this study together. Paul wrote this book of First Thessalonians to encourage and to exhort a big church. This church that was started there, Paul was only able to spend a few weeks with them before he had to travel on because of the persecution and things that he faced. And as this church was grounded as it began to grow, they also faced great struggles in their service to the Lord. The one thing we know about the church of Thessalonica is that they were faithfully and effectively making disciples. They were growing, and God was using the ministry in Thessalonica to impact all of the surrounding region. It wasn't necessarily because of the size of the church, but rather the effectiveness and vibrancy of this group of believers as they were united together for the work of the Lord. They were facing some difficult persecution, and so Paul wrote this letter to provide encouragement to them and to help them to continue in the faith. Almost like a father or a grandfather would write a letter to a son or a grandson to encourage them to stay faithful, to stay strong, to encourage them to move forward. Paul, of course, if you wrote this letter, was absolutely but he reminded them in this letter that they had everything that they needed to carry on for the Lord. And I would say this for us today. If we are going to continue forward for the Lord, then we must be in unity together through Christ. And we can be reminded as well that we have all that we need in Christ to accomplish what we want to do. That means wherever you are with your family, wherever you are as an individual, wherever you are in your career, in any life situation that you find yourself in, if you have the Lord, you have the This church didn't have the physical presence of the Apostle Paul with them, and yet they had everything that they needed through Christ and the encouragement that they needed with one another to continue on in the work that God has given them. And in Paul's closing of this letter, we're just going to look at verses 25 to 28, four verses at the end of 1 Thessalonians chapter. He gives them three exhortations, and he finishes with a benediction as well. And I think in these three exhortations and benedictions, we have Paul's reminder to this church, and by extension, the Holy Spirit's reminder to us tonight that we have everything we need in the world to be able to accomplish the purpose that this church has to do. Let's read as you follow along while we allow First Thessalonians 5, beginning verse 25, the Bible says, Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. In this, we have, first of all, the three exhortations. The first one you'll see right here in verse 25, when it says, Brethren, pray for us. This church didn't have the physical presence of the Apostle Paul with them, and Paul didn't have their presence with him either. But Paul was able to encourage them and to challenge them. He said, Brethren, pray for us. If we're going to be a church that continues to grow together, if the church of Thessalonica was going to have any success, 
they need to be reminded, because we need to be reminded as well, of the importance of this is simple expectation. Pray for us. Pray together for us. Paul recognized that he needed the prayers of God's people in Thessalonica to be able to accomplish the work that God had for them to do. Paul requested that the believers in Thessalonica pray for him and to keep on praying for him and for his you know, prayer is absolutely vital for us as well if we're going to be able to accomplish anything that's significant for the Lord. You could probably come up with lots of reasons for why prayer is important. But let me just give you four simple ones tonight. Prayer is important because we need God's power. We need God's power. Second Corinthians 3 5, Paul wrote, he said, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. To think anything is of ourselves, but our sufficiency, he says, is Too often, we're trying to do things because, well, we have so and so, well, if this guy's on our team, we'll be able to win. Isn't that how we think about baseball teams, or football teams, or basketball teams? But you know, with God, the scripture says that God before us, we could be able to Paul understood that. We need God's power. We need God's power to accomplish His work, and we have access to that power through prayer. Prayer is important because we need God's power. I think another reason that prayer is important is because we need God's direction. We need God's direction. Proverbs three five and six tell us very simply: Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall be what is typically for me the first response when something comes up that you don't know what to do? Is it to call a friend? Is it to just worry? Is it to get frustrated? Is it to just try to work harder on your own? Or maybe to get on Google and do some research? I think for the Christian, our response has to first and foremost be to Paul's exhortation to the church of Thessalonica is broken. Pray for us. Paul understood that he could not accomplish the work that he needed to do without the power of God to come through the prayers of God's people for him. The friends that Paul couldn't do without prayer, we can't do the work. We need prayers to know that God has the power of God. I think prayer is also important because we need God's protection. Paul traveled a lot. He was in so many different, difficult situations. The Bible tells us that he was shipwrecked. You know, he was stoned. You know that he went through all kinds of persecution. He spent many a night in prison because he was sharing the gospel. I love what the Bible says in 2 Samuel 22, verses 3 and 4. The God of my life He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high power and my refuge, my savior. That saveth me, he says, from fire. He's the God that protects us. It's Jehovah. It's Jehovah God. He's the God that protects. I will call on the Lord, he says, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. We need prayer because we need God's protection. Paul needs to be God in the Paul needed it when he was preaching in all of those different cities. Paul needed God's protection even when God allowed him. 
you know, some of the time, I think God may have protected Paul by putting him in prison. He protected him from some of those situations. God protected Joseph by allowing him to be in prison. We need God's protection to be access to God through religion. Prayer is important because we need God's protection, we need God's protection. It's also important because we need God's the psalmist prays in Psalm 34, 30, the young lions do not know something like this, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any wonderful things. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good things. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not
you pray for me that I would preach what God is asking to preach? Would you pray for our teachers and our workers to both minister to our children that we would minister like God wants us to do? I'm praying for people that turn from their sins to trust in Christ. I'm praying for those who are struggling spiritually to find strength in the Lord. I'm praying for marriages to be strengthened in our church. I'm praying for children who have grown up and walked away from the Lord to come back to Christ and to walk with Him. I'm praying for families to be restored. Brethren, They, they, they weren't able to worship together in the same day. But they weren't able to physically sit down and sit down and talk to one another. They couldn't go out for lunch together. They couldn't eat together. They couldn't do a lot of things together. But one thing they could do is go to In the second application, the psalm in verse 27, I'm sorry, verse 26, he says, We call the brethren with the Holy Spirit. This was an encouragement for Paul to greet each of the brethren. Paul couldn't be with them in person, but he wanted them to be encouraged together. Now, these words might seem strange to us, but they greet each other with the Holy Spirit. But it would have been standard custom in Paul's day for two men who knew each other to greet one another with a kiss on the cheek. In the same way, this custom is very common in many cultures around the world, even to this day. So it would not seem strange or out of line. In fact, it's very similar that there is no sort of twisted meaning here at all because it refers to this kiss as a holy kiss. It's this brotherly love. This is holy. This is encouraging one another. And I don't think the application for us tonight is that we have to kiss one another on the cheek. We have to We're all to encourage one another. We can all day in a week in this culture. It might be through a handshake. It might be through a pat on the back or an embrace of some kind. What's he telling the church to do? is so important. Why is this so important for the church to think about it? Paul is kind of like the spiritual father. He is the one who came to this city preaching the gospel and the church formed up under his leadership and they, he left them and moved on to the And so first, you can imagine how some of the people that have to become dependent on Paul. Paul missed it. Paul was still sure how the ministry is going to go forward without him. And Paul reminded us. Let me give you a couple ideas or thoughts on this idea of Christian fellowship. First of all, you need Christian fellowship. Christians are not called to be the only ones. We need the fellowship of the body of Christ. Paul was absent physically, but he didn't need to be present for the body to have fellowship 
with his sickness. The body didn't actually need Paul for ongoing physical strength. If they had the Lord, they had enough and they had each other. The body of Christ is complete if we have Christ as our head and we are the body. Sometimes it does feel when somebody tries to feel the faith of some kind of it, and God says, I'll pass out the body and say, oh, what are we going to do? I say, you know what I mean? It's a healthy thing. Body didn't need Paul to have those spiritual strength. The body needed the strength of God, just like Paul needed the strength of God. This is why he said, brethren, pray for us. He desired their prayers for himself, and he desired that they would reach one Pray together, fellowship together, 
And then he gives us the whole exhortation, verse 27. I tell you, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle is read unto all the Holy Spirit. He emphatically exhorted us to read this letter, this epistle, to all of the Holy Brothers. You see, if we pray together, we continue to pray together with the Lord. If we fellowship together, we're drawn together in our service of the Lord, but we also need to read God's of the vital importance of reading this book of the Bible. He gave them such a, a strong sign. I charge you by the Lord. This is what God wants you to do. He wants you to read this book of the Bible. Well, if they read church, read individuals, they want to continue to grow to do what God wants them to do. Not be a people that spend time in the Word of God. But he's encouraging them to do this to with all of the Holy Brothers. So everybody needs to be included in this. Why? Because reading God's Word, it brings spiritual growth. Verse 2 to 2, verse 2 and 3 says that if you read the Word of God, the fire is a fear Reading that word is spiritual growth. Isaiah 48 says, Grass withers, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Jesus said in Matthew 24 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not Paul even wrote to his friend in 1 Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 13 to fill out that, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Focus on the Word of God. Paul's telling the church to say, I can't be with you, so read this epistle. Read the Word of God. Make this read to all the brethren. It's an everybody who the Word of God. Why? Because reading God's Word is spiritual growth. As we grow together through the reading of God's word, we grow together in unity. Why? Because we're reading the same book. We're spending time around the same things. And not just the book, but the person that this book is all about. The person and work of Jesus Christ. Spiritual accountability and spiritual unity come as we read God's word. When you are reading God's word with somebody else, maybe you're reading out loud to them, or you're reading the same passage that they're reading, and you're hearing the same sermon as it's being preached to one another, what happens is great spiritual unity. That's one of the really important reasons why I always challenge our church to get together to start working through some Bible studies together. This isn't just for your academic head knowledge. No, it's to bring spiritual growth and spiritual unity as we spend time together studying and reading the Bible together. Paul exhorted the church of Thessalonica to do this. 
And of the knowledge of the Son of God, under a perfect man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. How do we do that? Only to see the world of 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 the world of
sounds like a, a foundation of a church that's on mission for Christ and accomplishing the work that He wants us to do. We all come together excited to be able to pray together. We all need excited to pray for one another throughout the week and pray for the needs of our community and to see what God will do. We are praying and expecting God to do great things. We are to to the from this place looking for others to encourage. Maybe those who want to come to the fellowship because they're out on the fringes or the edges or they're sick or they're weak or they're struggling. Go greet them and bring them. We are to to We are to here looking for someone else that we can tell about
fellowship, encourage one another, treat one another. I'm not there, but you have to Thank you. 